so the first thing we did, which I cannot recommend enough, is we did a wine tour and we booked it through Airbnb. I used my Capital One Venture card, which I can get reimbursed for the Airbnb expense. So it ended up not costing us. We just used some points through Capital One to pay for it. And it was an amazing tour. It was with Emmy and Alex were their names. And if anybody wants, you can find in my Instagram highlights for Greece. They were so great. They came, they picked us up at the hotel. They were really funny. They took us to this like 500 year old church in this cave settlement that's built into the side of a rock, a volcanic rock. And the only person with the key is this 92 year old woman. And she came like walking out to give us the key. Like you would have thought she was like 70 years old. Like says something about the Mediterranean diet, I guess, huh? And so we went there first and then we went to two wineries. And one of them was this very small local winery. You have to go there to buy the wine. They'll ship it to you if you buy it there. You can't like call them up and have them ship it. And they don't sell it to restaurants. And it's it's called Art Space. So it's also like an art gallery and a winery. So that was really interesting. Hey there, points people. You just heard a clip from Catherine Malaszewski from Catherine's Adventures on Points. Catherine has been in the points game for the last 10 years. Over the past year, she's been teaching others to get the right credit cards, get the most out of their spend, and maximize their redemption so that they can travel the world for next to no cost. Whether it's luxury business class flights and five-star hotels, or stretching their points for the most travel possible, she aims to help people achieve their goals and explore the world. In this episode, we chat about the points and miles trips that we've both taken to Greece what we flew, where we stayed, what we ate, and how we can't wait to go back. We also discuss a bunch of fun excursions in Greece, and if you're looking for an easy way to cover excursions with points and miles, one of the easiest ways is to cash out points with a card like the Capital One Venture, which earns 2x everywhere to cover excursion costs. If you're interested in supporting this show when you apply for your next card, check out geobreezetravel.com cards. And if you're not sure what card is right for you, I offer free credit card consultations at geobreezetravel.com consultations, and we have the link to the Capital One Venture, the free course, and the free consultation form for you in the show notes as well. And now, on with the show. Welcome to the GeoBreeze Travel Podcast, a show for anyone wanting to level up their travel hacking lifestyle. I'm your host, Julia Menez. I'm a travel hacker, coach, speaker, Filipina-American ENTJ who loves solid travel gear and using shortcuts on spreadsheets. On this show, I'm on a mission to bring you travel hackers from all walks of life to help you level up your travel hacking game. We dive into credit cards, miles, points, strategy, mindset, and the secrets behind how to travel the world for next to no cost. So let's get hacking. How would you like to get five bottles of wine for $20 total? With Bright Sellers, you can sign up for five bottles starting at $40, and if you sign up for Swagbucks by going to geobreezetravel.com slash swagbucks and sign up for Bright Sellers from there, you'll get another 2,000 Swagbucks valued at $20. This brings the price of the wine down to $4 per bottle. Check out Swagbucks for even more great offers, and thank you to Swagbucks for partnering with this episode of the GeoBreeze Travel Podcast. Hey, Catherine, welcome to the GeoBreeze Travel Podcast. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy to have you here. Excited to chat with you about Greece, which was one of my favorite places I've ever traveled to, especially with points. And I know that it's a bucket list item for a lot of our listeners as well. And we are going to cover all things Greece today about how to travel there on points, where to stay on points, and just all the awesome food and excursions that you can do while you're in Greece. But before we get into all of that, 
tell us a little bit about yourself and how did you get into the game of points and miles? Probably like 10 years ago, I didn't know a lot about it, but I wanted to travel. I had two kids. I had traveled a lot around the world growing up and I wanted them to have the same experiences. And so I discovered that I wanted to go to Kauai in Hawaii and it's very expensive. So I found out I could get the Hyatt credit card and get three free nights by signing up for the Hyatt credit card. And so that was kind of my first experience with doing that. And then, you know, by using the card, obviously I got points and was able to get about five nights for free. And then I had been doing some traveling for work. So I was able to get two of the three flights for free as well. So that was kind of my first introduction to using points for travel. How did you know what points to use or what cards to open to do this Kauai trip? I really didn't. The reason I opened the Hyatt card was because I wanted to stay at the Grand Hyatt Kauai. And so I was like, okay, if I want to stay at a Hyatt, then at that point in my life, because I didn't know what I know now, I'm like, I need to open a Hyatt card. So I opened a Hyatt card to start earning points. So if you flash forward now, you know, 10 years, I've learned a lot now that's kind of changed my whole strategy. What are some things in the beginning where maybe you made some mistakes that you want to tell listeners, hey guys, don't make the same mistakes that I made back in the day? I think it's important to really look at the difference between the flight costs and the amount of points you get. So for example, if the flight is costing $150 and then they're going to ask you for 100,000 points or 75,000 points, it's not worth the redemption. Like you're better to pay cash. So I think there's a time where you should pay cash and a time where you should pay points, but you should always kind of evaluate that to determine if it's worth it to use your points. That's good advice. A lot of people get really obsessed with the whole, like, I need everything for free to where they're cashing out points just to pay taxes and you should absolutely just pay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Cool. So when was the first time that you traveled to Greece? So I went there as a child with my family. And then this was the first time since then. I was only about eight years old at the time. So I don't remember a lot about that. But then I really, really wanted to go back just because you see it all over Instagram you know, Santorini and Mykonos and all the islands and all the, I love all the white buildings and everything. So it was something I really wanted to do. And because of COVID, my husband and I never got to really take a honeymoon. So we had decided that Greece would be our honeymoon. How did you get to starting with the planning and everything? Did you just decide, okay, we want to go to Santorini, Mykonos, Athens? Was there any other islands you wanted to go to? Or did you just kind of want to say, let's see where the point hotels are and go from there? So kind of the way it happened was I knew I wanted to spend like a day in Athens. And then I wanted to go to a couple islands. And because, so the first thing I did was look for flights to see what we could get. Cause I knew I needed to be flexible on my dates. And luckily we had that flexibility. So first I looked for flights and I originally, we wanted to go in September because it's kind of after the season, you know, it's, there are not as many crowds, uh, but we couldn't really get a good redemption in September. So we started looking at October. So we did end up going in October, which was kind of the end of the season. So because of that, we decided to go to the bigger islands because a lot of the smaller islands by mid-October were closing down. We didn't want to go somewhere and then all the restaurants were closed. What did you fly? We booked it through United, but we ended up flying Swiss Air 
flights through Zurich. And kind of the way that happened was we found the flights on United. So then I transferred points from my Chase Sapphire preferred card to United to book the tickets. Do you remember how many points it cost? It was about 120,000 round trip, and then it was $22 each way in taxes. Was the 120,000 per person or both? Yeah, yeah, 120, so 60,000 points for one-way ticket and $22. In business class? In business class, yes, thank you, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty similar to what we did when we did Greece. We did this in May, so before the season started, right. rather than after the season started, and then we transferred 88,000 points for a round trip flight. We transferred from Amex to ANA. Since ANA is a Star Alliance partner, we flew Air Canada, business class on the way there, Turkish Airlines on the way back, 88,000 points each. Our taxes and fees were a bit higher. I think they were about 300 per okay. person round trip. Yeah, the thing with ANA is when you transfer your points, you have to just kind of hope and pray that the availability is still there three days later since it takes three days. Oh, yeah. I had kind of a, a scary experience with my booking. So I found the flight on United and I transferred the points from Chase to United. And then I went in to book it and it would only let me book one ticket. And, you know, this was a little bit of a rookie mistake. I was like, why is it doing that? So I opened two browser windows. So I had both browser windows open and I booked the two tickets simultaneously. And then I hit submit and one of them went through in business class and the other one did not. It went through as a half business class, half coach ticket. So do you do? Yeah, so I was panicking because I'm like, okay, we're not gonna, one of us isn't gonna fly in the back and the other in the front. So I called up United and obviously once you transfer your points, you can't transfer them back. So I was kind of at United's mercy at this point to try to find something that worked. And luckily after several hours of going back and forth, we were able to find the Swiss air flight for the same redemption as we had been. We were originally gonna fly through Portugal so instead, we ended up flying through Zurich. Yeah, that's a good lesson for everyone is sometimes there really is just one seat left right. on a flight. And yeah, if five people try to book it at once, they can't all five get the same business class yeah. seat. And that was like a lesson, like if it doesn't let you book two, just know that there's only one available. Don't try to go book it, you know, in another browser window. And if you have to book four seats and it says two left at this price, even if it's economy or something, book the two and then try to see if like what the price is after that, especially if it's something like United where I know you say you can't transfer your points back into Chase or anything, but you could just cancel the flight, get your points back into your United account and try exactly. again. Exactly, exactly, yeah. Good tip, there's a couple different ways to yeah. Flight of Greece, I know that it's popular to transfer points into Turkish miles and smiles as well, since there are a lot of flights that go from the U.S. through Istanbul into Athens, mm -hmm. very popular with anybody who is in the Atlanta area. So if you have built or city or Capital One, any mm -hmm. of those are going to transfer over to Turkish miles and smiles. Turkish, yeah. Yeah. Turkish has a lot of partners. It's a good, good option into Greece, definitely. Unfortunately not, Chase. Not one of their partners. Yeah, no. But one of the things I liked about flying through Zurich 
was that it was a stunning flight from Zurich down to Athens. You flew over the the Alps and then along the Croatian coast. So it was a beautiful flight. Yeah, describe Swiss Air business class for us. I don't think we've even talked about that airline on really? the show before. I was very impressed. They gave us like a full three-course meal where they brought each course separately. It wasn't brought all at once. You had a cheese course, you had cheese and appetizer, and then they brought our main dish, which I had like a shrimp dish. My husband had like a a filet, a beef filet, and then they brought a dessert. And then with the coffee, they brought like a little Swiss chocolate. So that was really nice. Unlimited alcohol, of course. My husband's flown business class Air France, and he thought the beds on Air France were a little more comfortable than Swiss Air. I thought they were comfortable. You know, they give you a pillow, they give you a blanket, kind of all the the general things we had. There were some throne seats. We had two together. It would be like two together and then like a throne seat that was all by itself and then two more together. Did they give you any of the ice cream, the Moven pick ice cream? Yes, they actually did on the way. We didn't get it on the way back, surprisingly enough, but we did get it on the way out there. It was really good. I have only flown economy in Swiss Air. But oh my God, that ice cream is so good. And then we went to Zurich and then tried to figure out how much this ice cream was. And it was like $6 for a tiny little thing of ice cream. Oh, geez. <laughs> so you're getting your money's worth on there. Yeah. Any amenity kits that are not Yeah, available? they did give us an amenity kit. It had socks, toothbrush, toothpaste, eye mask, earplugs. I think that's it. Were they nice stuff or the cheap stuff? The socks were cheap. Like I didn't even take them with me because they were very, like they felt really didn't feel nice. <laughs> but the rest of the stuff was pretty nice. And going over, we got this like nice, they came in this like nice tin, which was a nice tin to keep. Coming back, it was more like a little fabric pouch. All right. So when you got to Greece from Swiss Air, tell us about your experience once you landed? Did you spend a day in Athens? Did you go straight to the islands? We did. We got in about 4.30 and we were staying at the Hyatt, Grand Hyatt in Athens. And we had booked that hotel on Hyatt points. And so we were able to get a driver through the Hyatt and they met us at the airport and that was able to be rolled into our hotel bill. So it ended up being on points as well. So that was really nice because when you come off a long flight, you know, having to navigate everything, you know, a metro or whatever can be tiring. So, you know, they met us right at the customs area and picked us up and took us right to the hotel. You didn't have to pay extra for well, the I did, but they just put it on the bill. So they worked directly with the hotel. So the hotel had booked it for me. And then it went on the bill and we were able to use some of our points to pay for it. So you paid for the driver and points too? Yes. Yes. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. We stayed at the exact same hotel when we were there in Greece. It's a category four. So you can use a free night certificate if you have one of those that comes with the World of Hyatt credit card. And we actually got a globalist upgrade to a really nice oh, suite nice. in there as well. So I'm actually two nights now away from globalist. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So that was part of part of our, our our travels recently have been to to get our globalist status. We did the fast track challenge. Did you get breakfast at the hotel? We did. Yeah, up on okay. the top floor. Yeah, that was really nice. I loved how the view the view out out of the Acropolis was really nice. 
I thought the breakfast was amazing. It was such a huge spread. It really is. I only saw the first room when I first glanced in. I'm like, well, all they have is bread and spreads and some honey and stuff. But there's an entire second room with yeah. all the meats, all the fruits, vegetables, yogurt. It's like you said, an entire spread. They have a honeycomb that's dripping fresh honey. I loved honey. that. Yeah. And then all the they had all the, the cold cuts and then all the hot, you know, typical American style eggs and bacon and all that kind of stuff as well. Did you do any excursions while in Athens? Not in Athens because we were really only there for one full day. So we did the Acropolis, of course. We wandered around a lot in the kind of in, back in the little neighborhoods and found some really cute little restaurants. That's something I would like recommend to people is, you know, don't just go to Syntagma Square and find the restaurant on the main street. Like veer off the main street and go on the little streets and find that cute little restaurant that's off the beaten path because it's going to be less touristy and probably cheaper and just give you like a better local kind of feel of Athens. Yeah, when we were there, very similar to you, we only had one night really in Athens. We took a nightlife food tour. So she pointed out all the different cool bars that people hang out in. I have all of it saved in the Greece highlight on my Instagram page if anybody wants to see all the different places that were pointed out. And really it was all focused about where to drink and where to get drunk food. So <laughs> the Greek donuts, the Lukamades, I think. Oh yes. Them. So good. So good. Yeah, I loved it. It was it was great. So from Athens, where did you fly out the next day? So then we took a ferry. We took the fast ferry, the Blue Star Ferry, which I highly recommend. It saves you a lot of time by taking the fast ferry. So we took the fast ferry to Mykonos then. So we left really early in the morning. It was, I believe it was like a 7.30 ferry and we were there by 10 o'clock. So that was really nice because we didn't waste a whole day and transport. Yeah, so we arrived at the ferry. We had a driver. I had prearranged a driver there to pick us up. And they took us. We stayed at the Bill and Koo Luxury Suites. Who's that through? I booked it through fine hotels and resorts through American Express. It's not part of a chain, but I was able to use American Express points to book it. It's about a $900 a night hotel. Yeah, it's really expensive. I loved that hotel though the customer service there so when we got there we had a little bit of a issue with electricity in our room which it wasn't their fault it had just gotten tripped and they literally jumped into action like as quick as they could they ended up uh, upgrading us to the top category room so we went from having a very small pool to having like this huge infinity pool which a was private like, one yeah exactly it was amazing. How many nights did you stay? We stayed four nights there. So I was able to use points for all of it. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, it was about 140,000 points. Um, Amex so points. Amex points, yes. So we had booked that. That was basically, my husband and I both had gotten a platinum card. He got a business and I got a personal. He had gotten like 150,000 welcome bonus and I'd gotten like 100,000 welcome bonus. That's how we were able to book that. The nice thing with the fine hotels and resorts is you do get the free breakfast, you get the room upgrade, you get early check-in, late check-out, and then they give you a $100 credit at the hotel. Our trips sound really similar. We also use fine hotels and resorts, much cheaper hotel though. We only stayed a couple nights in Mykonos. We stayed at Mykonos Blanc and it's about a 200 some dollar per night hotel. So 
we basically got buy one night, get one free with That's a great. fine hotels credit. And then the hundred dollar credit was nice too. Yeah. Yeah. We only stayed at this place because it was our honeymoon. Otherwise we would not have stayed at such an expensive hotel. Did you do any fun excursions? We did actually. We went to Delos, which is an island where it, nobody lives on the island. It was like 1500 years ago, I believe it is. It was like a civilization that was very important for religion in Greece and for commerce. And then it had basically been, the group had come in and like the pirates came in and just kind of destroyed it. And so it was abandoned. And so they've excavated the whole village. And so the whole island is just this village, this excavated village. So we took a ferry there one day and visited there. So that was really nice. Did you see the windmills or any? We of did. That we saw the windmills. I'm trying to think. That was the only excursion we did. We did go to the beach one day. We went to Paradise Beach. It was very windy when we were there until the last day. So the last day, the winds died down and we were able to go to the beach. But one thing we did that was really fun that I would highly recommend anybody who I mean, just in general travel, but but when you go to Greece, is like take the public transportation. It's so fun. I mean, that's the, I don't know if you found this, but I found in Mykonos, like it's very expensive to get around if you don't take public transportation. We had made reservations at a restaurant that was about a 10 minute drive, but it wasn't such because of the road, it wasn't such that we could walk there because it wasn't in the old town. So we had to get a car and it was like $40 for the car. I second everything that you say. If you try to walk along the roads, you could get hit by a car. It's very windy. Yes. Very hilly. There's no sidewalk. The buses are a couple euro. To right. Get on. It's quite fun to just, I, we got the front seats on the bus. So just watching this giant bus swerve around the different roads in Mykonos is quite an experience and so much cheaper than renting your own car, which I can only imagine how stressful it is to try to operate a vehicle or how to park a vehicle on Mykonos. Yeah. There's very rarely any parking. Yeah, so. and we were able to walk to the old town from our hotel. I mean, it was kind of a busy road, but it was it was there was enough of a shoulder we could walk to it. But yeah, the, the bus was great. I mean, I have on my Instagram's highlight, my Greece highlights, I have some videos from the bus ride. It was, it was like a really pretty ride to go to the beach. They ran frequently, as you said, they were very cheap. And they're like nice coach buses. Like they're not what we think of in, in the US as like a city bus, you know? So I know Mykonos is known for it's nightlife. Did you guys do anything fun after the sun went down? Go to Scorpios or anything like that? There wasn't a ton going on because it was late in the season. We did go to one bar that had like a band playing and hung out and had some drinks there. But there wasn't the way that I had envisioned Mykonos. I think that was kind of over for the season because this was about the 20th of October when we went. My husband and I were just boring. We just sat in our room drank our own wine, <laughs> ate our own snacks. Did the hotel give you welcome amenities also, by the way? They did. They did. It was really nice. Like they gave us a bottle of champagne and then they gave us a huge fruit plate that had fruit, some chocolates, some crackers on it. It's really nice. Awesome. So where'd you go after Mykonos? So then we caught another ferry, another, the Blue Star ferries again, and they're really easy to use. You just book it online and there's a place down on the bottom. You put your luggage, you go upstairs, you have a seat. They're simple to use. 
they weren't that crowded, I think, because the time of year. But then we went to Santorini and Santorini, we had prearranged an Uber because Santorini does have Uber, though it's funny because they have they use the Uber app, but it's basically just taxis. But if you order it on Uber, it will pick it up. So it was kind of nice because we used our platinum $15 American Express $15 credit. And I have a gold card as well. So I had like $25. So that, you know, that covered most of the Uber. So that was nice. You come into the port and then you have to wind up the hill to the to the hotel. So we stayed in Ia, which is all the way at the far end of the island. We stayed at the Cannabis Ia Suites. That is a Hyatt property. We were able to transfer again from Hyatt for that stay. Yeah, Grand Cannabis, small luxury hotels in the world, 40000 points per night. But guys, it is completely worth it because it's a $1,600 per night hotel. It, it is. And even if you don't have globalist status or anything, you still get free breakfast included with everything. Mm -hmm. And it's carved into a cave. There's a spa that you get to experience on property. Like you mentioned, Catherine, all of Santorini, it feels like you get in, you land on the beach, and then to get to anything, you just drive up these cliffs. So everywhere, there's these really incredible views of the cliff down into the seaside. You can see lots of little islands throughout the Aegean from anywhere, really, throughout Santorini. So the views are unparalleled. It is one of the most expensive vacation destinations ever. We found the same thing there with getting around. Taxis were very expensive. So again, we used the bus service and it worked great. We took it all the way down to Akrotiri which is on the complete opposite side of the island. So we had to take the bus to Fira first and then change buses and then take it to Akrotiri. But it was, it's actually kind of fun. I like taking the local buses. And yeah, the hotel was great. They gave us an upgrade. I reached out to them ahead of time to tell them it was our honeymoon and they were able to upgrade us to uh, Infinity Pool Suite. It had an amazing view. And when we got there, they had a nice welcome amenity with a bottle of wine and you know some local Santorini wine, and then like a nice fruit platter. And then they had also, because it was our honeymoon, they had put like a heart-shaped flower, like flowers, they laid out petals in the shape of a heart on the bed. And then they also give you like a sun hat, like a straw sun hat that says Cannabis Ia Sweets on it, and you, you can take it with you. So that was kind of like a nice little touch. Yeah, and the spa is really neat because you walk basically in like a cave to get to it. We didn't end up doing any spa treatments, but we did go use the sauna, which is complimentary. We went and used the sauna one day. And then we did do some excursions in Santorini. So the first thing we did, which I cannot recommend enough, is we did a wine tour and we booked it through Airbnb. I used my Capital One Venture card, which I can get reimbursed for the Airbnb expense. So it ended up not costing us. We just used some points through Capital One to pay for it. And it was an amazing tour. It was with Emmy and Alex were their names. And if anybody wants, you can find in my Instagram highlights for Greece. They were so great. They came, they picked us up at the hotel. They were really funny. They took us to this like 500 year old church in this cave settlement that's built into the side of a rock, a volcanic rock. And the only person with the key is this 92 year old woman 
and she came like walking out to give us the key. Like you would have thought she was like 70 years old, like says something about the Mediterranean diet, I guess. Huh? And so we went there first and then we went to two wineries and one of them was this very small local winery. You have to go there to buy the wine. They'll ship it to you if you buy it there. You can't like call them up and have them ship it and they don't sell it to restaurants. And it's, it's called art space. So it's also like an art gallery and a winery. So that was really interesting. And then the second winery we went to was like a more, a larger, like a much larger production. And then they took us to the very top of the highest point in Santorini. So we could see the whole island and they explained, they explained so much about the history of the island. They were just really, really great. Like if anybody wants to do a wine tour, highly recommend them. How crowded was it in Santorini in October? It was not super crowded. I will say around sunset, the main kind of walkway would get very crowded because everybody was heading to the end to go see the sunset. One of the things I loved, though, at our hotel, there was this kind of patio area, of course, right on the like overlooking the water. And there were two couches there and no one ever went there. And every day for sunset, my husband and I would go sit there and watch sunset. And it was like our own private little, it wasn't our private patio, but it was like that because nobody else was there. October sounds like a way better time than May then. Yeah. Because, oh my God, it was so crowded everywhere in May. We didn't really do any excursions. We just walked around the downtown EI area, hung out in our very, very fancy hotel room. But every time we walked out, so if you want any of the good photos with like the blue dome churches or anything, you need to wake up really early or else it's going to be hot. The sun is not going to be in your favor. You're going to be running into people all the time. The walkway is like this slick marble tile. There's going to be girls wearing the least sensible shoes you've ever seen for their photos. And so they can't walk. Everybody's just trapped in these tiny little corridors. It's very frustrating. As somebody yeah. who lived in New York for a little bit with just like how bad people were at walking if there's that many people. So tip one, avoid high season if you want to hang out in Wea. Mm -hmm. And secondly, if you do want to take photos, get up early, just like one sunrise and the lighting will be better for you anyway. So I also have a tip. So I really wanted to do the flying dresses photo shoot and when my husband and I got married we just our photos from our wedding were really bad so we had decided to also do a photo shoot like a couple's photo shoot while we were there so we actually did our photo shoot in Amerovigli which was great partly because it was October but also because it's just less touristy of a town we were able to get like phenomenal pictures the domes and standing on some of the white buildings and stuff without other people in the background at all. That's a good tip too. Mostly yeah. just don't do this in the busiest city during the busiest time of year, during the busiest time of day. Exactly. Exactly. I know you referenced the wonders of the Mediterranean diet earlier. What were some of the best things that you ate while oh. you were either in Santorini or Mykonos or Athens or anywhere? Yeah. Well, the yogurt and honey is so good for breakfast. Like I had it almost every day. The hotel, the the cannabis Ia sweets. I had this like egg white omelet that had avocado, spinach, tomatoes, and then this like avocado mousse on it. And then some goat cheese crumbled up. Or I think it was actually feta crumbled up on top of it. But it was like all the omelet was cooked as like just an egg. 
but in the shape of an omelet. And then it was just all put on top. And then I just kind of mixed it up. That was a really good breakfast. And then of course, lamb, we had like lamb chops that were so good. I love all the dips and pita, like the hummus and the tzatziki and the all the other taramasalat, all those dips. I'd say that's probably my favorite stuff. And the baklava. Greek food is some of my favorite food. So I yeah. think you named most of my favorites. Again, try the Greek donuts <laughs> if anybody hasn't tried them. I did awesome. not I did not try the Greek donuts when we were there. Oh, they're so good. Really? Uh, I missed out. Now I have to go back. You got to go back. Yeah, the Lucamades, <laughs> they're yeah. good. The Greek yogurt, like you mentioned. And then if you have one with fresh figs, that is excellent as well. Yeah, we actually got a fruit plate every morning at breakfast and we would have, it always had some figs on it. Another hotel that we stayed at was the Myconian Ambassador in Mykonos. It was on our way back and they had those at breakfast. We only stayed there one night, but oh my God, the yogurt and the breakfast there was really, really good. We used IHG points for that one and then they gave us welcome drinks and those drinks were going to be at least $20 each. Oh, wow. It was a Mr. and Mrs. Smith hotel. I didn't really know what to do with my IHG points. At that point, so I said, like, let's find the most expensive hotel we can stay at for one night with these points. So we did that on the way back. Did you go straight from Santorini back to Athens or what? Yeah, route we ended up flying back um, just because it wasn't that much more expensive. It was about $120 a flight. The boat would have been about $75. And it gave us like a whole nother day in Santorini. And so we were actually, we went down to Akrotiri, which is you know, this really cool excavation site, which I don't know if you know, this is kind of a cool story. So the way they found the excavation site there, the town, somebody was riding a donkey and all of a sudden they like fell through the ground. And when they woke up, they were surrounded by all these like ancient artifacts. And that was how they then discovered that there was like, you know, the, the volcano had basically buried this whole town. And so that was how they then discovered it. And they're still like excavating it. But it was it was really cool. But we were able to do that on our last day because our flight didn't leave till 615. Whereas had we taken the ferry, it would have left at like 11 in the morning. So we wouldn't have had any time. Yeah, we did flights from Athens to Mykonos and then the boat from Mykonos to Santorini just to experience each one. But I'm mm -hmm. imagining you flew Aegean Airlines. Yeah, we did. Aegean, was, was Aegean the Star Alliance? I'm trying to remember. Yeah, it, yeah. So we did is, not use points for that. Did you use points? No, we just paid way too much money for it. But the nice thing about Aegean being Star Alliance is that if you have Star Alliance status with United, I had it with Singapore Airlines at the time. I know there was that promo with Build where you could basically just get free United Silver status, or if you use right. the Build card enough, you could get Star Alliance Gold status. If you have any of that, you get lounge access with Aegean. If you have Star Alliance Gold, you get the free check bags with either one, priority boarding. So all of that makes life a little bit easier it, as well. It does. Definitely. Definitely. So when we went back to Athens, we spent the night in Athens because our flight was like at 7 a.m., so we spent the night in Athens. We ended up going back to the Grand Hyatt. It was a little bit out of the way. And hindsight, we could have probably stayed at the airport. It would have made more sense. But we got to Athens and the Ubers were like $60 to go into the city. So we decided to take the metro. It was about $7 a person. And it was great. It was clean. 
it felt very safe. It did get pretty crowded at a couple points, but it was very easy. We got off right at Syntagma Square and went and had some dinner and then just caught an Uber or a taxi to go to the hotel. And that was, you know, five euro. Our last night in Athens, we stayed at the Crown Plaza, used an IHG free night for that. It is right near public transit. So I know we've been talking a lot about the Ubers and the taxis. The Grand Hyatt is not easy to get to, but the Crown Plaza is, and it's only, I think, either seven or nine euro per person to get from the airport to Crown Plaza. So oh, nice. someone wants to save a little bit of money that mm -hmm. way, that's an option as well. There, there was also a hotel and I can't remember the name of it right now, but right at the airport that you literally walked out of the terminal at and it was there. That's another option for someone with an early flight. With everything that you experienced in Greece, what was your favorite part? You know, I really liked doing the photo shoot with my husband. It was just like the whole second half of the photo shoot was like candid shots of us walking through Amerovigli, through the white town and and that was just, it just was like really special, you know? So that was probably one of my favorite times. And just like being there and kind of soaking up the culture. And I highly recommend to anyone like, tra I mean, anywhere you travel, like go off the beaten path. Like don't just do all the touristy stuff. Like try to get out and experience the culture of the place where you are and meet the locals. And I mean, a lot of people, most people in Greece speak English. So, you know, I always like to try to learn something about the country when I'm there and experience the locals, how they live. If you go back, which I assume you will, any other islands that you want to explore next time? I'd like to see Paros and Naxos and possibly Crete. But I feel like Crete would be like a trip in itself because I think it's a pretty big island and there's a lot to see there. And I would go back to Santorini. Like that was my favorite. I mean, part of it, I think, was it's just such a stunning landscape there. You know, the way it's everything's up on the cliffs. We saw some of the best sunsets we've ever seen in our life there. I really liked watching people take photos of the sunset, just people climbing all over each other I mean, to take photos of them. It was yeah. pretty fun. Did you go down to the end where everybody goes to to do the photo, take the photos? We sat at like a bar or a restaurant because if you want to not wait in line, you eat during the sunset because everybody's at the corner taking photos of yes. the sunset. So you kind of miss out on the sunset, but you get to do a lot of people watching of yeah. like everyone going crazy over the sunset and you don't have to wait in line for food. Yeah, that's true. That's true. With everything that you've learned about points and miles and Greece and everything, what is your number one travel hacking tip for listeners today that I can fit onto an Instagram code card? Be mindful about what cards you get. Be mindful about using them in the right places. And then make sure you always, if you're booking a mileage ticket, always transfer your points out of the credit card portals into the airlines. And then look at the alliances, don't always just try to book with one airline. If you want to do Star Alliance, you know, look at United, but also look at, you know, at Singapore Air or, you know, some of the other Star Alliance airlines. You know, if you want to book in SkyTeam, look at Air France. Don't just look at Delta because Delta can have, can require a lot of miles. You can often get a much better redemption with Air France or KLM. So I think, you know, just really, 
really doing a lot of exploring before you just book a ticket to make sure you're getting the best redemption because you can spend 300,000 points for a ticket or you can spend 100,000 points. How do you decide what cards to get and how do you use your cards in the best way possible? When I first started, it was like, okay, where do I want to go and how can I get there? And that was how I kind of chose my first card, which was the Chase Sapphire Prefer. I mean, I had a Bonvoy card from a long time ago, but like when I really got more serious about travel hacking, that's when I, I got the Chase Sapphire performance, my first card. And then I looked at like, what card, where do I spend most of my money? And then how can I get the most points? So for me, the Amex Gold card really made sense because you get so many points at, you know, four times the points at restaurants and, and bars and coffee shops and grocery stores. And, you know, we all have to buy food. So it made sense to me to get that card. And then, you know, I got the Capital One card because that way I always get at least two times the points because you get two times the points on everything. So that was kind of my safety card when I couldn't get any more. One of my favorite cards right now that I just finished my signup bonus for is the Chase Inc. cash card. At the time that we're recording this, just increased their welcome bonus to 90,000 from 75. And you can take that card and go buy gift cards at Staples and get five times the points for Target gift cards, Amazon gift cards. So all the places where you can't get that many points, you can use those gift cards and get five times the points there. I love that card because whenever they have, like once a month, Staples will have a no activation fee. So I always go and grab like 400 bucks or 600 bucks in, in gift cards. And then I just use them everywhere. I, everywhere I spend money that month. Great tips. And speaking of great tips, can you give a shout out to somebody else on the internet who listeners should go follow for awesome points and miles advice? Sure. Definitely the points partner. He is amazing. He's actually, I learned a lot of what I know from him. He has a travel uh, academy Fly Free Academy that I took and that was kind of how I got started and really learned what I know about points and miles. So he is definitely someone to, to check out. Perfect. And where can we find you on the internet? I'm at Catherine's on points on Instagram. Cool. Well, thank you so much, Catherine, for coming on to the show today. It's been a pleasure having you. One thank you so much for having me. Yeah, for sure. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the GeoBreeze Travel Podcast. If any of the cards mentioned in today's episode piqued your interest, please check out the links in the show notes for more information on any of the cards. Also, if you apply for a card using the links on that page, I may receive a commission too, so please and thank you. P.S. I hear the links work better in Internet Explorer or Safari, and sometimes the credit card applications tend to glitch out in Chrome. Additionally, it would mean the world to me if you could subscribe to this podcast leave a five-star review, and share it with a friend. And if you would like to make even more travel hacking friends, please sign up for the Patreon to access our monthly Masterclass Hangouts. We dive deep into a particular points program each month, and you'll get to ask all of your travel hacking questions and enjoy being around other people who enjoy points and miles just as much as you and I do. If you would like an invite to the next one, head over to geobreezetravel.com hangouts to sign up to be on the invite list. Take care and happy travels!